A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, Peace I leave, my peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you I'm going away and I will come back to you. If you love me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father. The Father is greater than I. And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens you will believe. I will no longer speak much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no power over me, but the world must know that I love the Father and that I do just as the Father has commanded me. The Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. As you know, Acts of the Apostles continues our early story. It shows where the church went through the mandate of Christ through the Apostles. And today we're in Derbe, Iconium, Antioch, and a few other places. Antioch, by the way, is in Turkey, but it's, it's the first town in which followers of Jesus were called Christian. Antioch. Muslim now, but then it, it was mixed and very popular. It shows that Jesus was with his disciples right from the beginning. He sent them out. Now this section from Acts of the Apostles with Paul traveling around is like the year 60 or more, maybe 67. So after Paul was converted, he became one of those major evangelical figures of the Christian church. But Jesus originally pointed his disciples, and specifically we pick in John's Gospel today, who he appointed. He appointed the people, because this Gospel comes from the Last Supper, he appointed the people who were at him at the, with him at the Last Supper. Now, as he's sending us out, we have to identify with them, we have to identify with the early church, because they're our ancestors. The names are different, the the colors of our skin is different, and the language is definitely different, but they are our ancestors in the faith. They are our Christian ancestors. So what Christ did with them and to them, we should take on as our mandate from Christ. Like your ancestors, many of your ancestors, our ancestors, came here from foreign countries. Now, we don't deny that. We celebrate that very often. When we think about them, their heritage, or what nationality they brought, or what, what culture they brought, and we incorporated that into, many of us have incorporated that into our family life, traditions, holidays. And that's, that's appropriate, because they left our homeland, whatever that was, Italy, Ireland, Poland, doesn't matter, and came here with a hope and a dream. Okay, this is not... Immigration Day, so we'll leave that right there. But the apostles did the same thing. They followed the mandate to go out, the mandate by Jesus to go out and bring the word everywhere. And again, that mandate is applicable to you and me today. 
So whenever we go anywhere, we should be in action and maybe word proclaiming that we are Christians and we're carrying Jesus' word with us. So that means the quality of our relationships outside, the quality of our vote, the quality of our relationship with neighbors, strangers in the stores, should all reflect that we are sent people. We are apostles of Jesus Christ. And Jesus isn't dead. Jesus is alive. That's why we continue celebrating the season of Easter, to remind us that he's with us. So when he sent out his apostles, and by relationship of our Christian faith, we're with them, he's sending us out. And that sending still goes on. And when the apostles go out, they, they go out with the confidence that God is with them. And Jesus makes that clear tonight. I say tonight because this gospel that we read is the gospel of the Last Supper. And he makes it very clear. Don't be afraid. Go out and bring my word out there. And by the way, when you're bringing my word, you're bringing my Father's word because the Father and I are one. And I've taught you all this stuff, and I've put it in action. He could be talking to us right now. If he came right here and says to all of us, now all the stuff you know, you learned from, from childhood about how to be a Catholic, how to be a Christian, how to live the Christian life, loving your neighbor as yourself, peace, justice, equality. You remember all that stuff you learned in grammar school? Now go put it into action. He could say that to us right now. And it's as applicable as it was when the apostles took it on. And what they did, and this, again, this is the Last Supper um, gospel, continues to show us what they went through. And the Acts of the Apostles is that, the actions of the apostles. Now, the disciples were at the Last Supper, which means there may have been more than the, the, the 11 or 12 but we're all disciples, so we're all students of Jesus. So when he sends his early church out, he's sending us. Now, we're not going necessarily to Antioch and Derbe and Philippi, but we're from all over the world, wherever Christianity is. And the key part is, interesting part is, that in some sections of the world, where the word is brought and lived, it's persecution. And there was persecution in the early days. Paul, one of our theological heroes, they stoned him, dragged him out of the city as if he were dead. But his followers cleaned him up, and he got up and continued his ministry. That piece of being dragged out of the city and left for dead is still going on. Nigeria, many parts of Africa, Middle East, many parts of Asia. I mean, we got it easy here, somewhat. But our faith is really being persecuted, as it was in the early church, in other parts of the world. And it also, and you know it as well as I do, it's being persecuted today in the United States. You know, by innuendo, 
by what our leaders vote for and push for. When, when leaders of a free nation vote uh, to kill old people, they, they vote for euthanasia, and some of the states do. Euthanasia, it's a pretty word, peaceful dying. No, it's getting a syringe and plugging it into the body of someone who's, who's maybe near death, maybe suffering, elderly, to give him a, quote, peaceful death. Only God gives us a peaceful death. I don't even have to touch the disgrace of abortion. You, you know that chaos in, that has caused our country to be divided. But, I mean, it's simple. It's very simple what it is. It's killing life. I don't care what you call it. I don't care how you frame it. I don't care how you celebrate it or fight it. It's killing. Killing unborn babies. So, is the church still being persecuted like it was in the beginning? Yes, and in a more sophisticated way. Because technology has advanced, so now our persecutors continue to persecute Christ in us as we bring the word of God out there. That's why it's so important for us to pray, to know that God is always with us, to, to give him the grace and the energy, to say, okay, God, this is a pain having this debate with someone in my family about any of the topics, but I'm going to do it and stick to my guns because my guns are rooted in the cross. My guns are rooted in my faith in you, Jesus Christ. So as we talk about these current persecutions, our mind goes right back to the Acts of the Apostles, the early persecutions of the church. And throughout it all, the promise is ours. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. Not as the world does it, but as my Father does it. So that's going to be our gift from Jesus himself to go on proclaim his word in the world among persecution and conflict, knowing that his peace is within us.